our first reading this evening is from Luke chapter 1, 26 through 33. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. From Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this evening, for what it means for the world, and what it means for us as individuals too. Father, would you fill us tonight at the same time with peace and excitement, with 
with joy and with calm. Remembering that Christ's birth means all of these things. Speak to us now. Touch us. Fill us with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have been talking about the different characters of Christmas this Advent season. Uh, We have looked at Zechariah and Joseph and Mary. Last week we talked about Jesus. And and most of these characters, we've talked about how they are incredibly ordinary and and unexpected. And and tonight we get another uh, unexpected set of characters, the shepherds. I, I wish we had their names. I wish we knew more about them. But unfortunately, they, they, have, they have passed to history. They are unknown to us. But, but we can try to understand them. And so let's think just a little bit about their situation. Shepherds out in the fields at night. Probably wasn't December 25th. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of different theories. I won't get into all of them, but, but there, are, there are theories that ranging from, yes, it's this day, it is December 25th, and, and we get those theories from like the third century who believed that, uh, to, to others that maybe it was more like the spring, or, or you know, uh, Caesar wouldn't have, have offered to have a, a census taken in the, you know, in December, it would have been surely, you know, the spring, or maybe in, in the September, but we just don't know. So we're going to stick with December 25th, and that's okay with me. So, uh, do you think the guys that had the job of watching sheep at night had a good job or a bad job? Yeah, I, I, some of you are shaking your heads. It was a bad job. Uh, you definitely uh, got the short end of the stick if you were watching sheep in the evening. Uh, it's not a, not a job that many people would have you know, signed up for, would have chosen right offhand. Uh, it, it was a tough job. Do you know that the shepherds had a bad reputation? Because they had unpredictable hours, unpredictable schedules, uh, you know, the, the, the sheep didn't decide, you know, along the, a regular schedule when to get lost or sick or anything. So, so shepherds just had to finish the job whenever that required. And, and so because of that, they weren't able to keep the, the purification rituals uh, that good Jews kept. So there were, there were days that they couldn't wash. There were days that they were supposed to be clean, that they, you know, were, were, were doing things with sheep. And so they were just considered unclean people. And, and, and they, would have, they would have been outcasts in society. Uh, they would have been shunned whenever they came to town. People didn't greet them or talk to them. They kind of left, left them alone. Some people think that they were, or thought that they were thieves and liars, uh, they would just let their sheep go and eat in anybody's pasture, right? They, were, they weren't trustworthy. And so uh, they were even unable to testify in a court of law. They, they were considered such, such liars that, that the, the testimony of a shepherd was worthless, which I find interesting on a night like tonight. The testimony of shepherds were wor- was worthless. But, but so here we are, right? The, the, the night of Jesus' birth... The greatest event that has ever happened. It's, it's an event that's so amazing that, that the angels are having their own celebration. Uh, you could call it a, an angelic pep rally. They are so excited about this event this night. 
And, and who do the angels pick to be the first ones to hear about it? Who, who are the ones that they pick to share this news with? The very first audience. Who is it? A bunch of outcasts. A bunch of loners. A bunch of unreligious uh, folk. The fact that God shared the, the news of Jesus first with shepherds, it means something. Theologically, it's, it's important. It means something. And, and it means that this news is for everyone. Even the lowest of the low get to hear the news of Jesus. And, and I don't know all of you uh, all that well. And some of you may feel judged by society. You may feel like an outcast. You may feel like a person who is unworthy. Um, whatever you might feel. But guess what? The shepherds hearing the message first means something for us. And it means that the news of Jesus is for you and it's for me. And, and so the angels brought news, like we just said, first to the shepherds. What kind of news is it? You, you already know and we already read it. The, the angel said it is good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. And in case you didn't believe me a second ago about who this is for, the angel says that this is good news for all the people. So not just out of my lips, but out of the lips of angels, this is good news for all the people. And what is the good news? This is what it says. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Okay, so just, just a recap of all that just took place there. The angels are bringing the best news that has ever come. The best news of all time, the Savior has finally arrived. This promised Messiah that, that people have been waiting for centuries to come, he's here. And, and he is the Messiah of the lineage of David. And, and the angel tells us why this matters. He gives us the implications. He says, because of all of this, there is now peace between men and God and peace on the earth. The earth can have peace because of Jesus. Because the Savior was born, you can have peace with God. This is the good news. This is the best news of all time. And, and once again, I will remind you, the angel said, unto you is born. Unto you is born. He's talking to the shepherds. He is not talking to Mary and Joseph, which you would think he would talk to when he says, hey, unto you is born. He's talking to the shepherds. And, and hopefully this isn't too painful a memory for some of you. But do you remember in 1997 uh, when the Denver Broncos finally won a Super Bowl? It may be a memory that some of you Packers fans in here would like to forget. And I'm sorry. But it was a big deal, right? It was a big deal. They've, they've, they've tried so many times, they've never gotten a Super Bowl, and they finally got one. 
right? And, and maybe you remember this, 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 this time in history, but the owner of, of the Broncos, he grabs the Lombardi trophy, right? And, and he yells out a famous line, right? He, he holds it up and he says, this one's for, who did he say? Who, I, I heard it. John. This one's for John. Anybody know who John is? Yeah, it was John Elway, right? Some of you football fans know what I'm, what's happening, right? They said, he just, I think he lost his mind, and he just screamed out, this one's for John. And, and, and he's, he's talking about John Elway, who, if you know football, know that he had lost three Super Bowls before that. I mean, just couldn't get one finished. And so his point was, the team had worked their hardest and done all that they could because they wanted to get a Super Bowl ring finally to John Elway. Finally, all these years. They said, this one's for John. And, and, and as the angel is talking here in our passage, this is for you. This is for you. If Jesus were a Christmas present, the tag would say, from God to you. To you. So, so the, the shepherds get this incredible news, the best news of all time. And, and how do they respond in this incredible moment? Do they say, oh, that sounds great. We'll get, we're going to take a nap, and then maybe we'll check that out in the morning if we get free. No, that's not what they say, right? Of course that's not what they say. They've encountered angels. This is what they say. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to, Bethlehem, over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her, her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Uh, because they say, let's go over to Bethlehem, the, the vocabulary, the grammar of that uh, in, in Greek leads us to believe that they had a little bit of a ways to go. Um, this wasn't like next door. It was probably in the same county, but they had several miles to go as best as, best as we can figure. But they went with haste, it says. They went with haste, meaning they're probably at least jogging at this point. I can, and maybe they probably stopped and walked because it's middle of the night and whatever. But they're making their way as fast as they can get there. They were excited. They were enthusiastic because they had just heard amazing news. See, the good news of Christmas is supposed to change things. It's supposed to change things. It's supposed to change us. And my question tonight is this. How have you been changed by the Christmas story? Or, or, or maybe, h- have you been changed by the Christmas story? Be- because we just saw that, that this story of Christmas is the best news of all time. It's the best thing that has ever happened. It is proof that God loves His people. It's proof that God loves you. You are a part of this incredible story. You're in here. You're in Luke 2. Because he says it's for all the people. So that's us. We're in it. 
And, and I know most of you, and you and I are normal people. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I don't think any of you are famous that I'm aware of. I don't think any of you are fantastically rich that I'm aware of. We're just kind of all normal people. Sinners, just like the shepherds. And, and, and the angels have, have promised this, that the Savior is for all the people. Jesus is for us. And so if that is true... And, and I could, could argue we could be here for a while talking about all the reasons to believe that this is true. And there are plenty of good ones. If this is true, then what are you doing with this good news? What has it done for you? Have you let it change your life? Does your life look different because of this good news of Jesus? Are you doing what the shepherds did and, and telling others this amazing story because they can't keep the good news in. They just have to share it with others. That love has come to save us. That a Savior has come. I was, I was doing some math this week and I counted it up. This is my 16th Christmas Eve in a row to lead a, a Christmas Eve candlelight, whatever you want to call it, service. 16 in a row. And I can say without hesitation that this is truly my favorite night of the year. I mean, there's a lot that I love. There's a lot of nights that I really enjoy. But this is it. This is the night, isn't it? And I I think it's because you can can feel that it's, there's a calm this night. There's a a peace. But there's also this this excitement. You You can feel it in the air, this excitement. And I was thinking, what other night can you feel so focused but yet so anxious can you can you you sit and and be thankful realizing all that has happened realizing all that has been done what other night can we remember this incredible message of the angels can we reflect on the good news of the birth of jesus and, and how that has changed the world how that has changed us And and we get to do that together on this night. And that's probably my favorite part of Christmas Eve. If I was just at home, it wouldn't probably mean as much as it does being here with you. We get to celebrate this together. And and in just a second, I'm going to pray. We're going to take some time to pray together. And and as we begin, we're going to just begin in in some peace and in some silence. And I want you to think about Jesus. And I know that sounds simple. I know that's a Sunday school answer. But if this isn't a night to talk and think and pray about Jesus, I just don't know what other night there would be. And so as we pray, I I want you to, if you can, to picture yourself as one of these shepherds sitting in in darkness, sitting probably thinking there's no hope for your life, and then seeing the glory of these angels coming and, and hearing this incredible news that the Savior has come. And then in your own time, I want you to just respond in your heart and and thank God for this good news that is for all the people. And and I'll just say this, that if you haven't responded to that good news ever in your life, hey, this is a great night to do it. This would be a great night to just respond. And and, and in this time of prayer uh, on our own, you could just ask Jesus to be your Savior. Ask Him to show you what that means 
to be the light in the, in the dark world without hope, that he can show you what it means to have new life, what, what it means to truly have a Savior, to have peace with God. And so if you feel led to do that tonight, this is a great night to do that. Please do it. And, and then after we get done praying, we're going to share a meal together. And it is the meal of Jesus. We call it the Lord's Supper. But it is, it is his meal. And, and it's a meal that he invites his friends and family to. Uh, and, and what a special time to do that together. A special feast for a special night. So let's pray. Lord, I know that I am such a broken, selfish, sinful soul. And in my attempts to be a good person, I just can't do it. I just have no hope. And this world on its own has no hope. But I can't help but think of that scene. These average, lonely shepherds getting to see a glimpse of glory. It was so beautiful it scared them. This great news was for all the people that the Messiah had come. That the King of David, the Savior, was here. Because of that, there can be peace with you. There can be peace on this earth. And it God, we need your peace. We need your peace in our lives. We need your peace all around us. But God, so we are overwhelmed with excitement, with gratitude that Jesus has come. Long, long expected Jesus has come. It means something in our lives. God, would you help that great news change us? Not just tonight, not just tomorrow. How about every day? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.